This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to another episode of Jamming with Jason. <laughs> All right, you should be chuckling already, right? So to start off with, you're laughing, you're having a good time, because we're going to have a good time today in this episode. I've got my good friend Padma Ali with me, and I've got to tell you, you know, sometimes I talk about people that are like brothers from another mother. Well, she's a sister from another mister. (laughs) And I'm just so excited to have her on the podcast today. I know I was on her podcast recently, and so I'm excited to be able to share Padma with all of you. So strap in, put in those headphones, sit back and get ready to listen to an amazing episode with Padma. And we're going to roll that episode now. You are jamming with Jason Mefford, where you hear inspiring interviews with some amazing people. Some are famous, some may seem ordinary, and they are all doing extraordinary things to positively change the world. Sometimes it's just you and me having an intimate and authentic conversation about how you can change the world around you and rewrite the story of your life by being more authentic, accepting and loving yourself more, and spreading love to others. Since really, all you need is love. And what the world needs now is love, sweet love. We discuss all aspects of self-improvement, growth, and so much more. Great content, insightful advice that's practical and helpful to anyone that listens. You're always eager to come back for more and share with your friends and family since you learn something in every episode. So sit back and enjoy the easy listening while you feel seen and heard in this informative, authentic, and entertaining podcast. Now, let's roll that beautiful podcast footage. All right, Padma. I love it. You you just make me smile. Every time I see your face and I see your smile, I just kind of want to giggle and and smile and laugh because you're one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. And I don't tell that to a lot of people because, I mean, I love people, but seriously, sister, you are like one of my favorite people. So I'm excited to have you on here today because you have quite an amazing story. And I know we're going to get in and talk about a lot of really fun stuff today. So welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. You made me cry already. And I just want to give you a big bear hug. Well, big bear hug through through the internet, right? No, because it's 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 one of those where I mean again, it's um it's kind of funny that you say that, right? I'm, sometimes I make people cry, I guess, huh? But <laughs> cry in a good way, right? Gratitude, crying from a place of like heart openness. And I was sharing this with you before. And, you know, you, you and I have known each other for a long time. And yeah. 
telling you is like you really opened up my heart in such a beautiful way. So thank you, brother. Thank you. Well, it's it's my pleasure. I like I like seeing you that way too. So well, for, for some of the people that, that don't know you, I mean, a lot of people listening might already know who you are, but maybe just give us like a little thumbnail sketch of of who you are, right, um, and kind of what you're doing. And then I want to I want to dig in because I know a little bit about your story, but I know, especially for you, this last year to two years, probably a year and a half, really. Well, two, two years, two years, year and a half has been quite a roller coaster ride. Yeah. And so I want to talk a little bit about that, too, because I know a lot of people are really scared of change. Right. You've gone through a lot of change, but I want to kind of help share your story, what you've learned, because really, I mean, great things are on the other side of change. Right. Yes. 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 And, you know, in, in terms of who I am or what is it that I'm here to do on this planet? In a nutshell, I feel like my calling is to awaken people, wake people up, wake myself up. And literally, by the time I leave this planet, I want my my intention is to leave complete. Like that is, I feel like my, my highest purpose is to help people as many people as I can evolve to the next level help myself evolve and leave complete. Mm-hmm. It's a tall order, but I always go for tall order things in life. <laughs> well, I think what you got to shoot for the stars and then at least you'll hit the mountains, right? right? But if you don't shoot for the stars, you won't even hit the mountains. So you might as well aim big and go for it. And a lot of times we surprise ourselves because we make it to the stars. We do. Mm-hmm. We do. And change, I, I used to really fear change, but my life is always full of changes. And it was this funny, funny, I was not scared of change. I think I was scared of the pain that comes with change. Mm. Even good things are not always an easy path. Like good changes. They all, everything is good, so they call it growing pain. But if you can embrace pain and you can see pain as, as, and change as it's two sides of the same coin of both evolution of light, then you no longer will be, you hold yourself back. Well, and it's interesting that you say that, right? Because if we, if we think of an analogy, right, just like, exercising right <laughs> and i know i'm laughing because i i was in sedona where padma lives at the, this last month and we went on a couple of hikes and holy shit, my legs were in pain right because i'm a little out of shape but but i think that's kind of what you're talking about too right is it's like i mean as we exercise or we do things our muscles break down they grow back stronger right and there's some change and becoming more fit and becoming more healthy, right? There's a lot of times that we have to go through that short-term pain of things like muscle growth, right? And I, th- I thought that was interesting how you said, you know, not that you're scared of change, but scared of the pain that comes with the change. Right. 
Yeah. And if I think back on my life, like everything has evolved from that pain, but so much of our brain, like my background is in therapy. So I studied the brain a lot. I studied more of how our survival fears kick in and, and, and the fear of pain is usually coming from a fear of, of your survival instincts kicking in, basically to survival instincts kicking in saying, oh no, this is scary. Like, you know, when I, when I think back and I was very, very sick, like that was the, that was the, that's when my awakening process started in my early twenties, I got very sick with an autoimmune and I was sick for five years where I pretty much just saw the bed and the bathroom and that was it. And here my, you know, all the, all my peers were like, you know, growing and in the 3D world where becoming successful and getting married and having kids and houses and all the crazy 3D things. But my life was bathroom and bed, bathroom and bed. <laughs> and it was, it was in, in, insane from that perspective. But even when I started getting better, there was part of me that was always like anticipating going back to the pain because I was in pain for so long. It's like almost like the, the brain doesn't believe that, oh, it's a thing of the past. I can just let this go and move forward and we cling on and therefore create our realities over and over again that we don't really want. If at that time someone had told me this is the life I would be leading and living, I would be like, no, that's not possible at all. Like you are joking, you're kidding. Like this is absolute. I didn't want, I couldn't even see the light. But it only started to shift when I fully said, okay, I'm okay with how things are. I surrender if this is my life. And even at that time, the biggest piece that was bothering me was like I felt like a useless piece of rag just sitting around I was like what a waste of this lifetime like I'm here to serve people and I can't even do that so what's the point of this existence but till I said you know what and I remember this very vividly I was lying in my bed and I was in just some physical pain emotional pain mental pain all of it together I'm looking at the ceilings and like bawling my eyes out I'm looking at the ceiling and saying, okay, God, if this is what you have in store for me, I was 27. Okay, if this is what you have in store for me for the rest of my life, I accept. I'm okay with it. And if I said miraculously the next day, I woke up and I was, everything was like, like somehow I was miraculously healed. No, that didn't happen. It still took a couple more years after that. Yes. But doors started opening. I felt better emotionally, not even physically, but emotionally, I started feeling better. Therefore, other circumstances started opening up in my life. Someone, a neighbor who I've had that neighbor for like four years, suddenly came to my door and said, I know um, a Chinese doctor. I want to take you to the Chinese doctor. Do you want to come with me? Random, random shit like that would started to happen. And suddenly, like, I was starting to get better. Mm -hmm. Things felt better. Like, the, I started seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. But here's the caveat. I got better. And then I decided that, okay, I need to... <laughs> this is how change happens. I, I mean, it was married <laughs> at that time for, for um, around 10 years. And our entire relationship had been caretaking. 
like because he was my caretaker at that point because we had no relationship I was sick like there was no relationship and it just felt like we were it was it was emptiness so I decided okay we're done I'm going to end this marriage <laughs> and leave the marriage I mean like keep I, this is what changed this is but there's a there's an ending to this mm-hmm. through that process of saying no to what didn't work for me amazing things opened up a year later, out of the blue, we reconnected. My, my husband, we're, we're still together for like, it's been 25 years now. We reconnected and started a new, literally a new relationship. It, it was as though that old relationship didn't exist anymore. We were brand new people coming back together. And our relationship has blossomed since then. But none of those things would have happened if I did not say yes to change. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, because again, as you're talking about this, and I'm thinking of where I was in my life at 27, right? Because <clears throat> I remember when I was growing up, I was like, you know, I can't wait until I'm a real adult. And I thought 27 would be a real adult, right? Because then you're not just like a brand new 21 year old kid that can finally go drink and do stuff like that. But you, you know, you're established enough, but you're still younger. So you're healthy. Right. So I always thought 27 was going to be like the perfect age. Right. It's also a nine number for Uh those those people listening that are numerologists. So it's funny that you said 27, you know, and so there you were at 27 sick, you know, very sick and deciding to now surrender and starting to do your life different 27. I was married with four kids right it's like we were in totally different points at that at that point but we both experienced change subsequent to that and so I I thought that was interesting I didn't realize that you were with your husband during that time right and like you said that that kind of a relationship was different because of the situation you were in and so I I find it you know I'm actually pretty curious It's, it's interesting that you know, you had to kind of leave the relationship, start the relationship again in order to have what you have today, even though it's with the same person, right? But the relationship had to crumble, had to be destroyed so it could be built again. And and I think that's the interesting thing because a lot of people talk about creating things, manifesting things, but we forget when we're talking about creating and manifesting that there's destruction that usually has to happen before you can create again, right? Yeah. If you want to remodel your home, you have to demolish part of your home to rebuild it again. And so like that in your relationship, you had to demolish that relationship that you had at the time so you could build something new. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Like you have to let go to let in, basically. Yeah. And whatever that looks like, it may not even be in the outside, but you may have to let go of something on the inside. Let go of beliefs, let go of of, of emotions that no longer serve you. Let, let go of, of who you think you are. I had to have the, all the identity shifts too. 
very uncomfortable. And I was a therapist. I was not only just a therapist, I was a marriage therapist. So imagine. I didn't know that was your specialty. I knew you were a therapist. Oh, okay. And then like, here I am, like working with couples and then ending my own marriage. And uh, from the outside, the marriage was like, I'm right like that's what that's how people saw us and no one understood why I wanted to leave here with this guy he was so loyal and such an amazing caretaker and such an amazing person who stuck with me through my illness now I'm saying I'm done no one understood and he I felt like a fraud for so many years around that time like going through all this difficulty or like not feeling connected and ironical yeah well no because i think i think that is a lot of well it it kind of brings up another thing too right where a lot of times the thing that we need help with or the thing that we need to learn we often get the help or learn the lessons by helping other people right so so again you might have felt like you were a fraud and you know, all this kind of stuff. And I, and I know that, you know, cause again, I mean, I've been divorced once. Right. And so I understand everybody from the outside looking at it and thinking, well, it's wonderful. It's perfect. What's the problem. Right. When internally, you know, what's really going on or how you're feeling. And so I think it's interesting that, like you said, you were a marriage therapist <laughs> helping other people but but in doing that i'm sure you learn some things right as well so then the second time when you guys got together as well it's been a much different situation like you said you guys have been together for 25 years now yeah yeah but it took that burning everything down it took Thing, burning the boats down as they call it right like burning everything down for me to start something new and the same I did with my with my therapy license too I burned that down too well I mean, cause, years, yeah because that's why that was only a few years ago I think right I mean yeah. if, if you if you want to kind of talk about that because again I mean here you had a, a career you know yeah. in that area 15 20 years probably 23 what? years 23 20 okay there we go 23 um i guess what what kind of led you to that right because i know a lot of a lot of people kind of fall into that same thing i mean actually for me you know one of the things that i've done professionally for a long time is audit and i'm a cpa i've got a bunch of cia a bunch of other different certifications but it's interesting because especially the last year or two I've been feeling like I need to distance myself from some of that work and literally like you're saying, kind of burn it down a little bit, which again, in my head, I'm going, what the fuck are you thinking, Jason? You've spent, you know, 25, 30 years doing this. Why would you just walk away from it? So maybe kind of help share, share that story because there you were in kind of a similar situation. You'd had a 23 year career as a therapist. Were there certain inflection points or things that kind of help maybe kind of explain why you chose to walk away? Because I know that's a scary thing for a lot of people, like to just abandon something that you've you've been on a course with for 23 years. Yeah. And what I want to say to anyone who's listening is that pay attention to how you feel. 
your feelings are often the, what is that? I call them the, the roadmap. Like it tells you when something feels good or something doesn't feel good. But so many, so many of us, including me, like we just go on because that's what we know. Our brain is very, very survival focused, which means like it only will do what it knows. If it doesn't know something, then it's going to be like, nope, this is not for me. I don't, I'm, 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 I think I'm imagining this or like, I don't think I'm really that unhappy here, right? We, we make these stories up to so that we can stay where we are. But your truth is within you and you have to pay attention to that and listen. So that's what I had to do. I was like, okay, something doesn't feel right. I was starting to feel drained after, and it was a thriving practice. Uh, just to get give, give a sense I did not take insurance like even then and I and I was charging top top dollars and I it was thriving and then for me to say I'm not happy with this <laughs> was like a and I didn't know what I was going to land and even that right so then I started my coaching I, I was certified as a coach for way like since 2008 or nine or something like that so for a long time I was certified but I didn't do much with it so I was like you know what I can hang on to my therapy practice and do coaching simultaneously we make up all these stories in our head like something about like oh yeah yeah I can do this I can be half pregnant yeah right (laughs) a little bit maybe yeah maybe I'll let go a little bit and then the truth is always staring at you right at your face and till you can till you can face the truth and say okay i'm ready to let this go things don't really open up and then i made up all these random stories like i i had my child i had my my son and when i was almost 39 that's another whole story like all these like i've always marched marched to my own beat like gone whatever i wanted to do <laughs> So my my mom will always be like, why do you always choose the hard path? I was like, um, I don't know. That's like, I don't know if it's hard, but I just like to do things my way. And it's always worked out. So 39, I have this baby and I'm like, okay, this is my opportunity. Let me quit my job. I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. Guess how long that lasted? Uh, two, three months. About <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Two months later, I was like, what the heck have I done? I don't know if I want to do this. I don't even know if I want to be a parent. Let me just, I want to quit. I was like, okay, I can't quit being being a parent. This child is dependent on me. So let me figure out what I want to do. So I went back to my therapy practice and I continued like part-time or something like that. But nothing exploded till I said, I'm not renewing my license again. And I was licensed in California. I was licensed in Massachusetts. And I, and I said, okay, I'm going to renew neither. I'm going to let both of them go. And again, no one in my life understood. My mom's like, you're going to let that go. You worked so hard for it. I was like, yep, I did. <laughs> I'm going to let it go. Well, and that's, and that's one where it's, it's, it's interesting, right? Because again, I'm just, I'm trying to learn from you as well and kind of apply this to myself. So so yeah, some of my certifications, I'm, I'm probably going to be letting go, but CPA, I'm licensed in Idaho and California, right? So it's the same thing where you were licensed in California and in Massachusetts. So I guess, you know, most of us are like what would go through my head would be, well, what's the big deal? I just pay a couple hundred bucks a year to keep my license active. What was it that made you say, 
you know, because you 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 could have kept your license active, right, could, and yeah. still just have, have paid it. But what made you say no? I need to actually just completely stop it now. Yeah, it was. I think it was symbolic mostly. Okay. And then when my therapy clients from my past would contact me and people would still contact me after years, like people would be like, I want to work with you again. When can I come and see you? I'm like, nope, I'm not doing that anymore. So it was very symbolic and also saying, declaring in some ways to myself and the world, like I'm not doing that and it's okay to let it go. And that, that was the primary and, but, but it also opened up something energetically. Mm -hmm. saying no to that well because effectively by doing that right i mean you're from a legal perspective if 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 past clients reached out to you to be like well i don't do that anymore oh come on just do it for me well i can't because i'm not licensed anymore right so it it didn't give you an option to kind of maybe cave in and still kind of do it and like you said it was symbolic but it's also it was an energetic release yeah, as well. Right. I mean, so did you did you start seeing a shift happening like almost immediately when you did that? No, it, it, things are always a little bit slower for me. Like I think so. you and me both. <laughs> it's never like this dramatic, like, oh, my God, like I quit that. And then this thing exploded in my life. No, it was it was always a process. But there was always a, it always took off, like things have always worked out. And that is what I want everyone to hear. Like things always work out, maybe not in the way you think it would, but it does. And when we look for evidence of that, you will find so much evidence. And then the brain settles and then the brain goes, it's okay. I don't need to freak out. I can just relax into this. I know it's always going to work out because it's pre-programmed. And I would say, like, honestly, I'm, I'm 47 now. Or I'm going to be 40. I don't know, like somewhere around that. Somewhere around there. It doesn't matter. 47, 48. I don't know. Something there. Um, or whatever. So it, it's like it's just in the last two years since moving to Sedona, I would say, like, things have really opened up for me. Or not even moving to Sedona, like a year before then, like things started to open up but making that shift and saying i'm fully in i'm fully into life because until then jason like i know this won't be a surprise to you i was still um if 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 uh, if my life was like a little hole i was still circling around the hole i didn't jump in only in the last two years i would say i fully jumped in and said i embrace my life because Till then, I was waiting for life to be over. It's a strange thing to say, but like I was literally like counting days, like, okay, how many more years can I like wing it till I am ready to leave and transition? Because I, my my first my first memory of like not wanting to be here is when I was five years old. Mm -hmm. I literally felt like I'm an alien. Like, why am I here? Like, this does not. This place is not home. Like, this is not my home. I don't know who, who, why I'm here. This, when can I leave? Was always back in my head, but in the last two years, it's become clear to me. And since, you know, the mentor that we work with, like since he's come into my life, it's like okay, now I know why I'm here. I'm in service. I mean, and this is this is my life path. 
Well, and it's interesting too, because as, as you're talking about that and there's, you know, especially in the English language, we have a lot of words that are spelled different, but that are pronounced the same. And so I, I, I thought it was interesting. So I'm going to just kind of, you know, play back to you a little bit of what you just said, because I think there's a lot deeper lessons in there too, for people, right. That, that, you know, here you were, you know, up until a couple of years ago, you, it's kind of like you were going around the edge of the pool and just kind of dipping your toe in every so often. Correct. Right. <clears throat> but you wouldn't quite jump into the hole. Um, the whole of your life or your whole life, <laughs> your complete life, right? Um, so there's a lot of deeper stuff in that too, folks that are listening to that. But but what I, what I thought was interesting, you know, you, you said you were waiting for life to be over. And to me, right, hearing your story now and knowing you as a friend, doesn't surprise me at all, right? Because again, you know, there's a reason and, and we won't get into it today. Maybe later we'll share with people, but there's a reason why at five, you felt like you didn't belong here right. and you wanted to go back home, right? Because we're not from here. We're not from here. We feel alien. We feel weird. That's because we are alien and we are weird. weird. <laughs> okay. So I'll just leave that there on the table for people that want to grab that. But what's interesting is, you know, again, you talked about how sick you were for about 10 years of your life. And that whole time, right, you were having those same kinds of feelings. So, so first it was kind of this longing to go home as a child and that I don't really belong in this world to I'm in so much pain. I'm just between the bathroom and the bed. Can this just end? You know, it's like I'm tired. I'm tired of the pain. I'm tired of doing this. And so to me, it's, it's not surprising at all, right? That after spending so many years doing that and just living this 3d human experience that we all are, where we're trying to, you know, we're scared of the pain. We're trying, we're trying to, 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 to get away from it. And, and I love the, the pool example too, because I'm not a very good swimmer. In fact, I almost drowned one time, like serious, you know, the, the whole thing is, you know, you go down twice or you go down the third time, you don't come back up. I went down twice, right? And it was like, I'm dead. No, I'm not dead. I fought to get out of it, right? So to me too, that image of the pool and dipping your toes, and I've done the same kind of thing, right? Where it's like, oh, the water looks warm. We kind of dip our toe a little bit. And it's like, I know I'm supposed to jump in there, but I'm scared to jump in there because it's not the forefoot section. It's like deep. <laughs> I got to swim if I jump into the pool, right? But then you just did it, right? A couple of years ago, you just decided to jump in. What, what helped kind of give you that courage to finally jump in was there again was it like an aha moment was it like a slow build up I mean kind of help people because you know I know for myself I'm still kind of dipping my toe in certain parts of my life as well right I'm sure a lot of people that are listening are doing the same thing they're looking at the pool they're dipping their toe and they're like I know I need to jump in there but man I just don't have the courage yet to do that yeah. 
I, I think for the listeners, if, if every one of you can even look back in your life and go, okay, the difficult moments in my life, how has that panned out? And you will always see that it's worked out amazingly well. Because from those difficulties, when you jump in, life is so much more richer. Life feels better. You feel like you, I, I, for me, it was, for, for me, it was an instant knowing. And I didn't realize that until like a couple of years ago, how I sense. Like I, I always know, but I've always dismissed it too. And then come back to it later on. But it's like, it's like a knowing. I've all, like, you just know it. But for some people, it might be like a aha moment or it might come slowly. But to pay attention to how, how it works, because we are all unique, right? Like we all have our own unique ways of sensing and knowing. And when you, when you know yourself more and more, you'll know how you operate. I, I would say I'm a slow bloomer, I guess, like because I'm like, oh, oh, this is how I do things. Oh, I know this information. I know that I knew it. Well, and it's funny because I know, you know, you and I have talked about that because like you said, people sense differently. And, you know, a lot of people hear voices maybe or they they have some vision pop in their head or, you know, different things like this that just happen where you and I both, we get these knowings and it's hard to, ex it's hard to explain to people unless you're a person that gets this too. Because we're looking around at everybody else who's sensing all this stuff and we're thinking, we have no clue what we're doing, right? Because everybody else is getting all these messages and yeah. we're not. But yet, all of a sudden, it's like, I mean, for me, I'll, I'll have like three or four different dis disparate things, right? Things that I've listened to, things that I've seen, uh, uh, you know, experiences that I've had, stories that have been told to me lyrics from music or from 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 movies and it's like all of a sudden you know i'm collecting all of this information right it's like i'm collecting this all i'm storing it in my body and my being wherever it, it's going and then all of a sudden it's like the floodgates open and like literally within a second right i mean like you can't even it's not it cannot be consciously processed because it happens too quick. But all of a sudden, it's like four or five or 10 different points of information, data points will like come together and I'll kind of be like, boom, oh. And it's like, I just know right. at that point what I'm supposed to do or I remember something, right? And I, I think you, you get that same kind of thing sometimes it's it's easy it sounded like you know for you that happened a little while before and you just didn't listen to it because it's hard when you start getting some of these knowings you're like that's the craziest shit i've ever heard of <laughs> sometimes and it's like what yeah exactly it feels so it feels so crazy making like when we came here to sedona to just for a just for a vacation that's how it started so in 2021 um, of April, we came here for a vacation and then we're sitting outside this, this, this place and we're just getting a snack for the whole family. And I look at my husband and go, we need to move here. And the poor guy, like not poor guy, he knows me now well enough to know that when these hits come in for me, like he doesn't question, he just like, okay, let's explore. And I love him for that. But we've had to work on that. Like, you mean, he's, he's, 
he, he doesn't make decisions like that. <laughs> that when the knowing hits for him, his knowing is very different. And then suddenly, two months later, we're living here, like having sold our home, found schools for the kids. My kids are very young still. And they were living here now. And it's, it, it was crazy, right? Like you tell somebody that they're like, what? You went on vacation and now you're moving to that place? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure for him, it seemed a little crazy too, right? Because you guys had built this life right. for so long in Massachusetts. You know, I'm sure he had established business and work and you too, yep. you know, kind of a thing. And it's like, all of a sudden you just kind of up, up and move within, within two months. But I, I think what's in, what's interesting about that too, because is, you know, you took some action. Correct. Right. You you chose to go for whatever reason. Again, you probably had some knowing or just felt like, hey, I need to go here on vacation. You pack up, you take the husband and the kids, you go on vacation. Right. So you're doing something. Correct. And then another knowing or feeling comes to you. Right. And so I'm guessing is that kind of the way of how you're kind of led and guided is you got to take some action or follow some feeling or knowing or sense that you got yes even if you don't understand what it is right you do it and then kind of that next piece of the puzzle kind of drops into place yes the action is very important like after we went back i started just saying okay let me just visit some schools let me see what kind of schools are out there because for me you know the kids like i need to get them settled and so That was a step, but this is how crazy things are when things are in alignment. I looked at the school the next day, I'm not kidding you, next day, my son already had an admission at the school. The next day, they said we have two spots left in the school. (laughs) You can take it if you want. And you can tell us in, in, in a month or so if you're actually serious about moving, but take the spot because there are only two spots left. But this is how crazy things are, like things are in alignment. I think if I, if I want to tell the listeners something, it's like, follow that intuitive nudge. And like you said, Jason, like take that step. Even if you're wrong, you would rather know like, okay, this is not the right thing for me. So you can then course correct and take another fork. Like I always look at life as a, if using metaphors, there are always forks in the road. We can take either direction and you'll never go wrong taking whatever direction. But when you take the aligned direction, more things will open up. If not, you will still come back to the aligned path. It's just a detour. You will, because that's what you're meant to do. You will come back. Trust. And that door doesn't open. Okay, find another door because doors are always opening. Yeah. Mm. Well, good stuff and probably a good way for us to kind of end today because it's um, that's what you've been doing. It's been working for you. Um, I know sometimes it's scary, right? Um, but I know I've, you know, I've known you for a couple of years and I've just kind of watched your journey as well. And there's been some amazing things that have happened to yeah. you, right? Um, but but without you kind of listening to those nudges, getting those knowings, doing something about it. Cause I, I think that's another thing that sometimes as humans, we want to know the whole path yeah. before we go down it. Right. It's like, we come to that fork in the road 
and it's like, okay, I've got maybe three different forks that I can go down. And it's like, well, before I step foot on any of these three paths, I want to know exactly what's at the other end and what I'm going to have to go through in order to get to the other end. But we never can get that. Never. You have to start walking on one of the paths and find out where it takes you. Yes, that's a beautiful way to bring this episode to a close. Well, yeah, so anything else you want to share share quickly with people, you know, as, as we kind of wrap up and, you know, how people can reach out to you as well? Because, um, like I said, you're, you're an amazing person. And oh. I'm so grateful that you came on and kind of shared your story. And I know for me, again, just my own personal gratitude to you as a friend um because until i met you and we started talking about some of these things about the knowings and some of the stuff that we talked about here at the end i thought i was the alien and the weirdo and there was something wrong with me right because i wasn't processing or sensing the same way everybody else around me was talking about it so thank you right for helping me understand that and now i have a a buddy to talk about some of the stuff because like i said unless unless you process this way folks you you don't quite understand how confusing it can be to be different than other people yeah yeah and embrace the weirdness because we're all weird aliens. we're all weird we're all aliens we're all weird <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you, people can find me on, uh, I have my own podcast too, Create Your Vibrant Life podcast. And you have, I'm going to release your episode soon, Jason. And All right. I'm looking forward to that. And Instagram at Padma Ali and my website, PadmaAli.com. All right. Easy peasy. Pretty easy, easy to do. Yeah, we'll, we'll include all that stuff in the show notes as well. But Padma, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you brother. for coming on. And um, I'm sure we'll have to have you back. There's going to be a few people that I'm going to kind of hopefully rotate through here and have on a few times a year. If you all keep coming back and talking to me because you, you've all got good stories and um, things that the world really needs to hear. Right. And like you said at the beginning, you want to help people awaken you want to leave the planet complete and help people, you know, evolve. That's my goal too. We have that in common and you're doing a great job at it. And I appreciate, appreciate your perspective on it too, because you, you reach and touch people differently than I do as well that people need to hear. So thank you. Thank you. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. The fact that you listened to this entire episode means you got value and others will too. Do me a favor and leave a five-star review with comments and then share with others. You can also check out all of my videos on my YouTube channel and my website, jasonmefford.com. This podcast is primarily for education and commentary and does not represent professional advice. Views and opinions expressed on this show are that of the individuals and not of their respective organizations.